Hey, are you ready to run and do your jogging, your workout with us for this special episode of the Day Real Agile podcast on all things entrepreneurship, business agility, conscious leadership, uh, freedom lifestyle? Yes, freedom lifestyle. And today's it's an Agile Wars uh, series of this Day Real Agile podcast. With myself, your host, uh, Alexandre Frédéric Jolie, known as your co-chef. And... Um, it's a special episode that we did live on Friday, July 7th, and I'm uh, joined by um, Danielle Mizik over at Improving Agility, Open Space Agility, and also the uh, manager, member, and co-founder of the online, excuse me, the Open Leadership Network, and... Um, that was very important to have him because we did that last uh, live stream uh, last Friday that I decided to brought up here for my audio uh, listener. And that's going to be uh, more and more the way uh, to do so. Uh, when we started the Dare Real Agile podcast, uh, it was all about um, having a monthly show because I'm very busy as an entrepreneur myself, as a business advisor myself, a trustee advisor of executive and board member, and managing also my uh, my different uh, venture myself. Um, but nevertheless, I think that uh, because we reach uh, over a 5,000 audience here on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Deezer, Amazon, iHeartRadio, uh, every other 30-some-ish platform, this is amazing. So thank you so much for all of you, for your support, for your email, email for contacting Anna and Elizabeth often uh, with your comments, your suggestions, continue to do so. And um, as you'll hear on that show, and for those who also follow me on Rumble, especially Rumble as a video platform, and uh, we will still be on YouTube, but I will I will try to act upon what we praise here about these uh, independent, autonomous, decentralized things. And today, we call that special episode Decentralized Now, where we go with three of the initiatives I'm partake in, and also going back to Daniel Mizik, who will be also part of this show, where we uh, discuss... Uh, we have uh, civil discourse. We try to bring back civil discourse, real debate, not safe space, not uh, censor or reserving or thought or anything. No, we need a more open space to actually address those ideas. And one of the questions, and it's also this episode is my kind of live, authentic, experimental direct message and direct comment, all right, to one of his great posts he did on LinkedIn on the page of the Open Leadership Network. And uh, all the link will be uh, in the description of this podcast. So wherever you are grabbing it and do your jogging with us, you'll be able to also uh, click on the link or copy and pass the link and have more information uh, on the background and the motivation of that podcast that we call Decentralized Now. And for those more purists about Scrum and business agility, we'll say like, oh, what does that to do about uh, this thing? So if you still have these questions after um, being a subscriber of us, a follower of us, and and so it means like you, you don't get it because I, I'm a diverse person. And the main the main topic, if you look closely, especially on Apple Podcasts, it's entrepreneurship and innovation. Innovation of ideas, innovation of open debate, innovation of co-creating, okay, protocol and standard. 
for uh, decentralizing and propose value within your organization and beyond now. So this episode, I think it's really meaningful in that sense. And we try to answer that question because the Open Leadership Network uh, with Daniel Mezik and the gang, they had co-create uh, what they call the eight patterns of business agilities, uh, especially for organization design and organization change and transformation. Not necessarily within agile, but within the management style for a more leadership type of way to to applying those values and principle from the agile movement and the lean thinking and to something practical such as patterns okay protocol and and, and modern so what happened is the question is okay so that's cool we do it for organization but in the world of chaos that we are in now goes uh, our friend uh, Daniel Music. He has the question, you guys who work in business advisory, who work in business coaching, executive coaching, leadership coaching, agile coaching, uh, all of these things to organization change, you know? What in front of that big VUCA, that big chaos that the worldwide experience with the uh, never-ending wars, the pandemics... Uh, yes, plural, pandemics, uh, the climate change emergency, uh, everything and everything that to always either divide us, uh, make us fear mongering about this and stuff. So what could we do? So all the, the patterns that we apply in our exchange could be applied into civil governance and to a more like, Way of this, so I said like, mm, that was very appealing to me. As for years, uh, even I was agile before agile. I was decentralized finance before blockchain and bitcoins, and uh, I always believe in autogestion, as we say in French, which translate sort of in English and self-management, self-sufficient, self-governance, sovereignty not just of countries or state nation, but individual that gather together with their rights and responsibility to co-create self-sufficient or very small local scale organization. So this is the show. It's all about this. And I'm doing this intro on top of just um, realign the sounds and uh, putting it out there as an audio tape from this live streams we did on July 7th. Because I thought it was important because we had some kind of technical difficulty. Now, Elizabeth tried to help me uh, rearrange the sound, especially the sounds of, 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 of Danielle at some point. For some reason, there was echo. So I'm so sorry about it again. We do it for free. We are volunteering. We aim for a more professional thing. I did purchase microphone. I did have a better uh, pro machine to do everything. But unfortunately, I don't control and I still don't want to do this. And, and force people uh, to have their equipment when they are a guest, especially a virtual guest. So once again, that's why I'm also like, I put the table of this. I will let go of the 135 hours as it is. We did try and we did correct the sum, let's say about 60% of our capability. But unfortunately for those sound engineers out there, uh, you probably know that the input, if the input from our guests was unfortunately uh, recording it uh, the way it is. It's really hard right now to to realign this. Okay, so we're going to we did our best, especially with the part of after the thirty eight minutes of this show after. 
it's uh, our conversation with Daniel. So we, we try our best to cancel the echoes, uh, to make uh, the compressor amount uh, lesser, uh, divergent, and put some ambience and cutting the reverber and low cut and everything. So that's the best we could do. So this is our MVS for most valuable sound for this episode. So of course, the first half hour, it's great. It's me alone talking about stuff. And now I think we reached the, the stereophonic what that we want to with this uh, experience, especially for the audio podcaster. And I thank you so much again to download our show every uh, now and then. And um, so that's it. So a little bit of news that I think I do in this uh, intro podcast, but so bear with us. And uh, if you'd like to help us now, <laughs> maybe uh, supporting our venture, uh, you could still buy us a coffee. It's uh, from three to nine dollars and whatever you feel. And you could still send us Bitcoin. Um, so again, all the links are in the description of this podcast. Uh, or you go to agile-lounge.com and you could also find any means uh, to uh, donate uh, or especially at the Dare Real Agile. So Dare Real Agile altogether.com. Uh, so you will end up into these uh, blogs and podcasts. And when you click on one of the um, show, on one of the episodes, you have all the uh, appropriate link to send us the PayPal, send us the buy me a coffee and everything. But on top of anything, uh, it will be time to have your human support, your natural organic support of liking these, uh, making comments. It's nice to have your email. I really appreciate having your emails and stuff like that. But um, it will be about time that you engage a little bit more. So it's an invitation for you to engage by sharing those episodes on whatever platform you're catching it, uh, liking it. And also, I will say... Um, uh, commenting, asking your question directly in the comment box of any uh, social media platform you are catching this. And so I will really appreciate it because that will help us being more visible and uh, getting more traction. And as I do it uh, for free or I even invest time and money, and for me, time is money as a consultant. Um, so for sure, I'm, I'm so sorry, but I won't pay anyone on Fiverr uh, I won't put any money into marketing and search engine uh, manipulation or, or the sort of that. We are a lot of peddler anyways that contacting us for that. So anyways, that's it for now. And for the rest of the summer, so we are now, uh, you will receive it probably around July 9. This was our last Friday Live Agile live stream on July the 7th. I need a break. I have to tell you, I need a break. I have a lot of grief to go through. Uh, I lost a couple of colleagues uh, that uh, passed away in the last couple of weeks. After a structure, some of my business also. So some of my clients will need more of my attention. And it is the summer. It is a summer, like, you know, for those who live up north like me, we have only about six, seven weeks of some kind of nice weather. So I would like to to take uh, more than the grid off I did the last two years, the last previous uh, two years, um, with my end of year, fiscally speaking, that I have in August. So all the way to, I will say, September 8th. I don't have exactly the when this is a Monday or a Tuesday, but let's say September 8th or mid-September. Um, don't expect my presence, but my team will help me uh, do some kind of reload, uh, re-upload, uh, replay, 
uh, and also probably mini cuts. So every Friday around noonish, uh, you will still have some content and even probably more as we're going to cut uh, some uh, smaller shortcast uh, to diffuse here and there. As for the audio podcast, though, uh, it's going to be for now, uh, expect one at the end of July. And uh, I think so. Or maybe this is the one that will replace the end of July that but we're going to catch right now. We'll see about it. And uh, end of August, of course, there will be a program uh, there to welcome you back with a new way of doing things. I'd like to do a new way of doing things. And maybe I will stop that kind of multiple uh, live streaming. I will concentrate on one uh, media platform that seems to be uh, real open with the great tool for interaction with the audience and everything. And so probably uh, LinkedIn, especially LinkedIn, Twitter, and um, YouTube will become more of I got you there and come into uh, the podcast, the audio podcast and Rumble as a video platform. So that's the idea right now. But as you know, I'm really agile for real. It's continuous planning. So we'll see about it. So on that, I wish you a beautiful now, good now and enjoy the show and uh, see you next time. Cheers. Es un hombre extraordinario. Me impresiona mucho. Pues sabes que yo creo que no es tanto el físico, es más bien la personalidad que tiene y todo lo que proyecta. Ya me lo imagino con su smoking blanco, un martini en una mano y un costoso abano en la otra. Provocativo. Atractivo. <risa> Stereophonic sound spectacular. Hello there, and welcome to the exciting world of hip. This is a new departure in language instruction for English-speaking people who want to talk to and be understood by jazz musicians, hipsters, beatniks, juvenile delinquents, and the criminal fringe. Bonjour, madame. Bonjour, monsieur. Nous allons, grâce à ce disque créé spécialement pour vous, essayer de tirer ensemble le maximum de qualité sonore de votre chaîne haute fidélité. Sit back, relax, and close your eyes. Hey, welcome everyone. This uh, Friday, July the 7th, 2023 already. Could you imagine that? So uh, I hope everybody is doing well. I hope as my hostess invited you to do, grab a drink, sit back and relax. Welcome to the Agile Lounge, the virtual Agile Lounge, who present to you the series Agile Wars of the Dare Real Agile podcast. And today on this 123 episode of this Friday Live Agile that I keep doing since Tulum uh, during this thing that happened in the world. So I'm Alexandre Frédéric Jolie, your coach AF, and today we are going to talk about is decentralization a savior of our civilization uh, with three initiatives and more. But uh, before going there, I've got a story for you, if I may. A story which is a dream, because yes, I have a dream of a planet thriving with strong, independent, open, and free city-states. All of them are filled with innovative and free minds, 
people engage in the pursuit of fulfilling a life of live and let live, self-organized community, agreed upon in working and collaboration in a resource-based and circular economy. This is my dream. I dream awake. I do not want to be brutal and wake you up. I just hope gently with love that one day in a carpe diem, you'll join us and the realization of that dream into action, activation, living in a golden age of real civilization for who we are, a unique individuals, free of doing everything we dream and respect of one another. So that's my story. Since probably when I was a teen, uh, before college or something like that, that, that was my dream. My daydream, I think we call it, or as I used to say, like, let's awake and agilize everything with agile, with fun. But is it something to do with agile? This adjective that been brutally, uh, destroyed as a noun? and some industry and some professional services. I don't know. But there's one thing for sure that I'd like to tell you just before we go into uh, the course, the main course of our 123 episode, one, two, three, I love numbers, you know me. And we're going to have a special guest maybe in the off uh, part, starting at 1230 Eastern, hopefully. Uh, I think they're already in the waiting room of this um, beautiful virtual studio. And if you'd like to have more information about what we do in one segment, because you see on my uh, mug, it's Power CRM Solution. It's all human customer relation management and also any system. So you could have also we have three, four enterprise and multiple revenue streams. And we're going to talk about it and those three initiatives of decentralization. Even yourself, you have to be decentralized. You have to be real diversified. And so beside Power Communication for call center solution, customer service experience and everything. We we still do training, workshop, facilitation, helping you with agile-launch.com. And yes, I pronounce the dash because uh, I know I have more audio listener of the Dairy Agile podcast, and this will be also pushed into all platform. And so become our client through agile-launch.com, agile-launch.com. You might be able to contact me and even have Father before. So now I see a lot of people right now on the uh, dashboard and we are on Rumble. Uh, we are on YouTube. We are on LinkedIn, linked out and everything. So I don't know. There's a chat here. Uh, welcome, Ryan. Welcome, Julie. And thank you for the uh, like on Rumble, uh, Justina, I think it is. And, um, I can wait to, um, to take this summer. Yes, we're going to do a very special grid off for my fourth grid off take diet. Uh, we are going to be, um, I, I said we because I'm always thinking of my team that support me. Anna Gorski, I love you. Elizabeth Marinari. And Elizabeth, she will take over the next couple of Fridays for this slow July, where I'm going to be concentrating more into some new project I have in store for my client and also my team in September for my eighth years of 
three of the five ventures that I have. And I'd like to concentrate also on two of the initiative, helping entrepreneur and startup getting some kind of venture capitalist. So what that will require a lot of a lot of time. And I need I need time too. Yes, I will be vulnerable today. I need time to decentralize myself <laughs> to 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 reach to reach some some kind of hunting my shadow because I believe that uh, I will have to to hunt some of my shadow to be even better to offer you a better version of myself starting with my new year in September and so expect some kind of replay that Elizabeth will clip and cut some of our best episode of the last 122 uh, some of our best conversation and everything so that will be a kind of fake live stream starting next Friday all the way down to August unless something is very burning. Uh, very, very burning on the burner of the uh, poil, comme on dit in French-Canadian. Uh, but I will prefer Campfire. And Campfire, it's replay for those from Montreal and about my age. Uh, you probably remember that in the summer, they were kind of um, replay some old movies uh, from antique uh, type of TV shows. So that's what we're going to do because we have an extensive library, especially on our YouTube channel that reach almost 800 people now. And I would like to welcome, I'm very happy about that. I would like to welcome five new subscribers on Rumble because this is where it is going to happen more and more starting September because we are not limited in anything. So subscribe and hit the notification on Rumble. You have all the link in the description of this YouTube video and also the, the pine comment that will follow the show on LinkedIn linked out. And um, so, yes, these new subscribers, now they're getting the message. Um, so thank you to May, if I pronounce well. I don't know. I, I know you're from Vietnam. Uh, Century BTC, who also sent me a couple of Satoshi. Thank you so much, Century BTC, because he's talking about the new Century is about decentralized finance. And Ted, Tad, sorry, Tad, Tad, Tad Young for your cafe and more. So thank you very much. And if you'd like to do like them, not only subscribe and like and share this video, blah, 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 the Putin to help us beat this AI algorithm, especially on Google, YouTube. Uh, you have all the link in the description to pay myself. And today we have a guest. Uh, I don't remember if you like coffee. We'll ask him later. But uh, yes, when I receive coffee during a show, when I have a guest, I'll share my coffee with them as well. So that being said, uh, today's program, I'd like to have to be light. So, so rest assured that you might see replay for the next couple of six weeks to come on Friday and some other clipping uh, on both YouTube and Rumble and an exclusive um, presentation from Robert Kennedy Jr. that we capture and I capture uh, at the 221 People's Reset Decentralized D3 Forum, uh, where he was a guest speaker on health, of course. And that has been uh, removed from my YouTube channel. He was there for 18 months. And as soon as Mr. Kennedy Jr., RFK Jr. announced his presidential. We receive a strike on our YouTube and also a strike on our LinkedIn. So what we're going to have, it's probably uh, Elizabeth will do a five, 10 minutes of, um, 
like a teaser explaining what is the greater reset, what is the people reset, the New Hampshire community, the Central Texas community and everything. And she uh, will then invite people to switch on Rumble because Rumble is right now the only platform that allow us to speak freely, left and right, center and moving forward. Let's move forward. There's no left and right that doesn't exist. So if you like to dream like me, uh, oh, and <laughs> some news before I leave for vacation and for that grid off. Um, I, this week I just quit the Australian boomerang called Business Agility Institute. I was there since probably early 2018 when my mentor and coach, Mike Beadle, says, you have to get on board with me. It's going to be good for Enterprise Scrum, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to be speaking in New York. That was the last time I met with Mike, by the way, in March 2018 and New York. Um, so we did great work for ESBA, which is Enterprise Scrum for Business Agility. And then after uh, we went to that uh, Business Agility Summit, I think they call it, in Manhattan, so yeah, I so I was a member of that thing since then because it was part of our kind of work and effort and proposed value. And yeah, even if I was kind of disagreeing with their value at that time, I understood the commercial value that Mike seen to it. Uh, but yeah, and again, uh, this week I... I, I, I got some conversation with people, some one of my other associates with my new uh, upcoming uh, network that I would like to be part, new team. I would like to be part to create real institution of the real open uh, space um, business agility, open business agility. And so I decided that I could not be a member of it. And, and something else happened too. And uh, someone or some people, for some reason, I received an email from Scrum Alliance that I've been proposed for the board of director at Scrum Alliance. So it's kind of cool, but even though my value system is so much changing in the last five years that I'm not really sure if I'll do it or not. And I don't even know it's anonymous, so I don't know who proposed me, how many people proposed me. Uh, I've been a member of Scrum Alliance since 2007-ish. Um, but even there, the evolution I did in my professional development versus theirs, uh, there's a clash of culture there. So anyways, uh, I might need some advice from some of my new network uh, about this. If not, we'll see. Uh, maybe I'll, I'll ask Mike in my prayer about his wisdom. Sometimes he has some kind of open mind that he was trying to tell me that don't be too much in the black and white, Fredo. Uh, yeah, he used to call me Fredo, my kind of Mexican name. So anyway, so this institute, the Business Agility Institute failed the essence of business agility, in my opinion, in my perspective. But at least some of us from Enterprise Scrum and Open Circular Leadership tried. But now in 2023, uh, the year of the choice, uh, the great choice, the great realization we are in, that institute had been proven a one-man show by its creator and not inclusive at all of the divergent ideas and uncovering new ways not of transforming the world of work, but especially helping to elevate management to a real leadership. And if you want to put the adjective of agile leadership, be my guest. So this institute is now composed of conventionalist professional and professional who don't give a shit about the real sense of business agility. They are still stuck in the mindset of a Kanban 
Toyotism and Fordism, Agile Software Development, uh, which is fake for me, which is not the innovation and the uncovering new ways we're expecting for this evolution. So until they don't make it, because they fake it until they don't make it. So that's the funny thing. So I am in a flow moment and movement of my life, my entire life. And uh, with Dao, I'm going to present you Dao very soon. My friend Dao, I love Dao. And open leadership and a network of diverse, creative, beautiful, and wonderful and free people. And the now for a new, wiser movement to transform the world. And about decentralized now, of course, I was inspired by Apocalypse Now. You know, we need a shock treatment at some point. So I don't know if Beta Codex uh, and Red 42 will be part of this shock treatment. I hope so. And um, and again, let's have a definition of the word from, again, Webster. I took it from Webster this time. Don't know if it's the best. I'm not a native English, so please. Teach me if I should change dictionary, but I love Webster for some reason. It seems to be more um, holistic English. It's not British or American. So the adjective decentralize, okay, decentralize, as they even help us, the non-native to pronounce, is of an activity or an organization, okay, controlled by several local offices or authorities rather than one single authority and one single power center. And the image of the thumbnail, I made it on purpose um, because back in the day, maybe a decade ago, I was very, um, and I met with a gentleman who passed away now, uh, Jack Fresco of the Venus Project in Florida. Uh, he was a social engineer talking about resource base. So I learned with them a lot about this resource base that we're going to see later that could be one of the solution to create, create wealth and exchange in that wealth. Okay. And this is when, this is where like the real cryptocurrency, the real freedom money, the real uh, incentive of a Bitcoin with the blockchain uh, standard could be into place with the resource base economy. So anyways, as you could see, decentralizes not having a one single center of power or concentration of well. Okay, that's my add-on. And for me, you know, 2023, as I mentioned, since the last couple of weeks of 2022, and this is maybe, yes, I agree, that could be more like above business, but today's show, it's really above business. It's about our civilization and decline. And uh, I remember when I was only 15 years old with my uncle watching the news, when the news was more um, with journalism and everything, or maybe not, but it was a lot better than today, trust me, for those my age and for those who are the age of my daughter in Oxford. Well, uh, let's let's tell you that it was more news reporting and investigative journalism back in 1990 than it is today. Now today, it's more opinion, propaganda, uh, pushing you in the throat, a message or a narrative, a story, a story like our guest who's coming up in about 10, 15 minutes with us to talk, uh, try to answer his question uh, that we're going to see later. So for me, 2023, it's a kind of this kind of milestone uh, to to go through individually as an introspection 
and collectively as a retrospective. And, and my thinking is, was I, when I was with my uncle on the couch watching those news, that uh, Mikhail Gorbachev has signed the dislocation of the Soviet Union, okay, the Union of the Socialist Republic of whatever the name was, the USSR, and the creation of the um, kind of a decentralized model, they say, that back then in 1991. So December 26, 1991, for me, uh, at that moment, I said, okay, so this is the end of what I've been growing on to, the fear of a nuclear war, the fear of two blocks, the fear of the bipolar world of good and evil, stuff like this. And the, the sound from Scorpions that summer of 1991 and Gorky Pack. Huh? So for those who love heavy metal and rock and roll, uh, and I cannot play it today because it's too much a DMCA uh, warning, but the Scorpions, Wind of Change. Huh? I was 16 years old, my first girlfriend, daddy, daddy, dada. And we were so dreamer. We dream even more than Yoko Ono and John Lennon would imagine. That was the win of change. That was the opportunity to unite and be as one, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Until central plan of NATO, the consolidation of Europe towards 1999 with one currency, one central bank. You see, central, 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 central planning, everything. So the wall became more the Soviet Union ever since then. And the Western wall, I say. <clears throat> and China was still there. Cuba was still there. North Korea still there. And Vietnam uh, strengthened his socialism and, and communism. So, yes, we talked about this. This is not politic, by the way. This is socialist. Uh, <laughs> excuse me. This is sociology. And this is materialist historic. But let's put some love into it. Okay. And so that's why I say, like, realizing that 2023 is that introspection of ourselves to become a better version of ourselves and to co-create, to collaborate with others and cells and commune and what I call in French, community of self, local, small-scale organization. But who is DAO? Or what it is, in fact? DAO, it's my friend from somewhere in the Empire of Mu, or Lumeria, but his background name is stands for Decentralized Autonomous Organizations. And when we say organization, here could be any type. Could be a community of people, community of living, a co-working, a co-living, anything, any organization, including the business. That, that's where we came from. That's why we are. We are consultant and organization design structure of management. Really? Well. Are we good at being really agile in terms of adjective? DAO has something to teach us. So DAO, these decentralized autonomous organizations are member-owned communities that have decentralized leadership. Stop fucking me and fuck our mind with agile leadership and whatever leadership. Let's be clear now. There's no distributed, there's no centralized, there's no nothing. I made my choice and my introspection of this rendezvous year of 2023. So it's member-owned communities that have decentralized leadership. And, and very important, when you scale it into civil governance, we will talk about ultra-federalism. 
mindset at their core. A DAO is managed by all of its members without the need. Sorry about that. We still have <clears throat> really bad air quality here in Montreal and the allergy. I apologize for this. And you probably see my eyes uh, leaking. So it's a DAO is managed by all of its members without the need of a central authority nor clarity of authorization. Yes, I even challenge my new buddies. They don't need clarity of authorization because they already authorize themselves. As authority is inherent, collaborative, and cohesive, albeit, once a decision is approved by the circle, we agreed on individual ownership, responsibility, and accountability. Yes, individual ownership, responsibility, and accountability. After the group decision is made, the team decision is made, the working agreement is made, the community agreement is made, the decision is took, it's been approved, it's cohesive, it's probably a result of a long discussion, conversation, debate. But we finally agreed, like the Mohawk, the Iroquoian nation, like the Ottawa. Ottawa is not just the capital of Canada. It was a great nation, led by Pontiac, yes, defending the French in Detroit. Ah, you have to know history a little bit to understand that even the concept of civil governance and all of this goes through. So when the decision is took, and an individual say, yes, I'll take it because I've got the skills, I've got the strength, I've got the know-how, I've got the experience, whatever. You will take the ownership of this idea. Maybe it was the person or she was the person who proposed it. So anyway, the ownership, it's about having this vision, having this mission. The responsibility is I will do what we agreed upon. And accountability is I will take everything into me. But this individual will lead at that moment that decision and have authority from the group to be accountable, to be responsible about this particular item, value item, proposed value. I don't know. But he will have the support of the community, of this DAO community to make it happen. And he will learn to ask for help to engage other people, to invite people to help her or help him doing this, okay? So this, a lot of us call it parallel polis. And for those who don't know ancient Greek, Minneapolis, name me other city in the United States with polis, poli, whatever. It's mean city. And police is the guardian of the city. So parallel polis is with our friend Dao, for an authentic and direct answer to our civilization collapsing. So before Daniel joined us in about five to 10 minutes, I, I see him in the queue, but I don't see his face. Uh, so I don't know if he's listening right now, but I am going to finish my segment and welcome you to answer and talk about your great post you made on LinkedIn about uh, this question. And I don't see on my roller the question. It should have been there. Oh, geez. 
my mistake. Because I will tell you, I'm tired today. So I really deserve this uh, grid off that's coming up. Ah, yes. Open patterns and service to what? So we're going to try to have a conversation with Daniel in about five, 10 minutes from now. And when the time is right, we might be also able to open the Zoom audio for people to call us one by one. And uh, so once again, if you have something else to do, the show is maybe finished at 1 p.m., maybe later, but you'll be able to watch it anyways on Rumble and YouTube. It stays there every time until they kick me out because I put another video that we record in Austin, Texas of Robert Kennedy Jr. I don't know. I'm just kidding. But you should be able to watch a replay. And for those who prefer to run and do their jogging with us, we'll have it. Um, we'll have it into um, the podcast of your choice. We are everywhere. You just have to Google or Bing Bing. They're real agile. And you'll see us and you grab up whatever platform or devices you use. So the three initiative ongoing for me and also some of my team member here over at AFG Solution Group uh, Holding uh, that include Agile Lounge for Business Agility. So since 2009, I had embarked into the DFI for Decentralized Finance. And the motivation and the intention and the vision and my responsibility, my ownership goes about to create a clean, autonomous, solid alternative of ways of exchange and payment, solving the issue for the unbanked, okay? Solving the issue for those who cannot have access to credit. So it's more than just the unbank. Um, and we talked about countries. We talked about states. We talk about cities and everything and individual. And this is part of the value that I praise a lot, which is independence and autonomy. I believe that we have individual rights and the group privilege should not be existing into a republic for our friends from the United States and from any other system of politics. Actually, the defeat should be an outcome, an outcome base of an autonomous, as I said, ways of exchanging and payment, okay? More than any type of asset to replace gold and silver. Although, within this initiative of decentralized, decentralized finance, as part of the decentralization now, decentralized now to save our civilization, this money, a lot of people say, oh, this fake is not based on anything. Yes, it's based on the development of the blockchain property and the exchange network with the real security and a real independent and strong digital ID. Because so far, we are living in a digital world, whether you like it or not. And so on top of the cryptocurrency, which is the Bitcoin, the real asset, uh, not the other altcoin that are doomed to failure because of the ownership. The only crypto that you make, you are sure to own if you have a great cold storage and wallet and you don't use any of these goofy exchanges that try to screw you, that will be Bitcoin. Ethereum, it's a network using a different blockchain, but you don't own it necessarily you're still redeveloped to some others. And all the other coin, like the church of Elon Musk and everything, so it's all bullshit. Okay, Bitcoin will be the great alternative for decentralized finance. 
for a way of payment and exchange. And that will resolve a lot of issue with the SWIFT system controlled by the uh, US dollar standards. And so this is why I'm very surprised that right now uh, nobody sends the CIA or the military into El Salvador. And I don't wish that. Of course not. But because what's happening in Salvador right now and very soon to be in other country in Africa and South America, it's this decentralization of finance. So this is one of the three initiatives we are ongoing to make this possible. The second one is a regroupment of ultra-federalism. Uh, and so far, the name is Freedoms, Freedom Sales Network. And there's no cells exactly alike the other one. It's no one size fit all. This is what we call ultra-federalism. And maybe this fall, I'll go through each of these three initiatives to go deeper because there's a lot of value and principle and patterns attached to each of those decentralized initiatives that I just give you a glimpse right now because I want to have a conversation with my friend. Now the screen is still black. I hope it's coming up. Um, so freedom sales network, this is for freedom lifestyles of entrepreneurship, of building business of all size. It's open financing and it's also most of them, because as I said, it's, it's so, it's so federal. It's so decentralized that I'm just giving you the big glimpse because these community could decide anything. It's real self-management. Forget about Scrum self-organized teams. Bullshit. I mean, it's not bullshit, but I mean, like when I see the debate on LinkedIn about these uh, structural things, no, no, no. Here we think, we talk about real self-management, uh, auto-gestion, the management of our community agreed upon. It's the freedom lifestyle of working, working from anywhere, not from home. It's part of a choice. It's making sure that every individual have his rights and his responsibility and ownership to participate in community. And we talked about also an open financing that goes with the first initiative. And how do we also present the base ground of this currency exchange within cryptocurrency? It's a resource-based economy because if a community is good at something, they have something valuable, they should use it to trade in. And this is not new. Civilization for more than 10,000 years ago used to do that. And uh, yeah, so unfortunately, some greedy people, some centralized people came in with the concept of war instead of peace and love and development. They went into destruction and um, thief and stalling people and this and that. You know the story. This is why we are here today with a menace of nuclear war even, even greater than when the collapse started. Because yes, the collapse started for me on December 26, 1991. We are in a collapse of our civilization for the last 30 years. So if you younger than 30 years now, you've been born in the collapse of the Western civilization. And I wonder sometimes if we are that true civilization. Because when I look at the uh, recent uh, discovery of the Mayan civilization of this great classical period of city-states, decentralized states. The Mayan were not an empire like the Aztec or the Incas. They were free people and really decentralized. And you know what? Their collapse some 1,200 uh, years ago started when? When, you think? 
when they start centralizing their decision-making. I kid you not. That's the thing. When a civilization starts making regroupment, and, and within this regroupment, they centralize it, the collapse starts. Because there's no way to escape. Because a decentralized model of governance, if something goes wrong somewhere, we could help them if they want to. But at least all the decision-making and Freedom Sales Network, for instance, are very independent and autonomous. So yes, we could provide help. We could ask for help to another community next to us if something happened. That's called solidarity. <laughs> you know, that's called like collaboration. But if it's not, well, what happened? So if it's centralized and you wait for Washington, D.C. or from Ottawa, or from Paris or from London for something that's happening in the other side of the country, I'm sorry, that's not the way to go. And we'll, we we saw it with this, uh, whatever you want to call it, what the thing that happened on March 13, 2020. My first reaction when I was in a plane in March 6 to my girlfriend, I said to her, well, the coup d'etat, it's starting. Yeah, the coup d'etat to even concentrate more the power and the decision-making into a centralized uh, body of governance. That's not good. And the third initiative, like beyond the Freedom Sales Network, is what I call, because we, again, it's so decentralized that it's only a name that I put there to, and probably there's other names, uh, some regroupment of these ideas. It's about technology, and I call it open and organic technology, okay, at the service of human, <laughs> of the human interaction and the human capability orientment. Uh, some other call it the D3 text for decentralized, um, distributed, and I don't remember the last D. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, and that includes in this OOT, huh? open and organic technology. Uh, you have the right to repair. You have the uh, open source movement uh, and uh, the real circular economy reutilizing technology, okay? Trying to make something of, and not to, and the right to repair, it's very, very, very crucial into this. And there's a lot, I don't know if you know, for my American listener right now, uh, there's more states and state lobby by Louis Rossman. So salute to Louis Rossman of Rossman Group, a repair shop for your little laptop. But he's been lobbying uh, with donation from his YouTube channel, because isn't this amazing? And I'll probably in the pine comment put a link to him. It's really funny though. And he moved from New York City to Austin, Texas, because freedom, freedom reclaim it. And so the right to repair movement for the circular, the real circular economy, the real shared economy of things is part of this uh, movement of decentralization. It's really important because if we, if you want to talk about ecology and you don't support regulation, uh, that provide you as a consumer, as a citizen, the right to repair your tractor if you're a farmer, because it's not just about computer and technology. When we say technology here, we talked about everything a human being could use to enhance and to speed his work and everything. So it's include a tractor for agriculture. And John Deere have been a bitch and the right to repair for the farmer. So that's why this momentum from computers and servers have been to the way up to refrigerator and everything to the obsolescence of our goods. 
So, you know, when we are a lip, lip service about climate change and blah, 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 where is the real ecology? Where is the real decision to stop polluting? And one of the key things is recycling, but even more recycling, just produce what you need and make sure it stands for a long time and everything and everything. So that's about it. So I don't know if Mr. Mizik is there. Where's my uh, iPhone? Because I see he's in the queue, but I don't see him. Ah, here he is. He was listening to me. Perfect. So before, I think some of my audience know him because they were asking me lately in emails, when is Mizik coming back? Because we're tired of your whole clip. So here he is on this July 7th. And um, we... Um, that's the question today. Open pattern and service to what? And I wonder what, if he's listened to my first segment, here is Mr. Mizik. Welcome, sir. Greetings. How are you? Greetings. Um, so I don't know um, if you catch three of the initiative I'm part of. It's not my initiative. I'm co-creating these. So decentralized finance, uh, this importance of... Um, the Freedom Cells Network, where it's completely an ultra-federalist model where people gather together and they decide. It's a, it's it look a little bit what what I'm learning from you and from your network, uh, the institution that, of Open Leadership Network with the eight pattern of business agility, but really apply to what I will call civil management or civil governance. I don't know. But this is the way they do uh, these things. They, they, they invite people to join in a circle group. It's not like an open space because they do it like just... Like they gather together people and they decide now, okay, so if we if we buy a land in Costa Rica, so what we're we gonna do? So they it's all about invitation and then agreement base, and then they will dispatch uh, responsibility and accountability to people's skill in that matter and they make it happen. So this is why I love to participate with them and creating some communities like this. And we have the third one is like some people call it D3 technology with open source, uh, right to repair. Uh, circular economy and stuff like this. So it's all about decentralizing thing and alternative way of living. Uh, some will say off the grid and there's no right and left. And that is just people who are fed up of centralized planning and everything. So, and when I saw your post questioning about every agile coach or whatever we are, organization design. So what, what do we do? And so I just represent like, I'm not just a fucking agile coach or scrum master because yeah. I apply this kind of real adjective of being agile, not to adapt to the fucking VUCA, but to destroy the VUCA and creating something good with love. And yes, I sound impatient sometimes and I know I should be put more love in my approach, but it's because I'm so impatient of the masses that don't get it or they don't want to get it. And I don't want, as I said in my first segment, maybe I don't want to to wake them up too drastically. So I try to tune my behavior, but it's hard. So I need people like you to calm me down. <laughs> maybe, I don't know. So so what is, uh, how do we do that? How the open patterns could be at the service of what? Could they be at the service of what I described in the first segment, Daniel? What's your thought on this, decentralized yeah. now? Yeah, so, I mean, just for context, right, I've been doing this organizational stuff since 2006, and many of us that are listening are, are the same. And, uh, you know, it touches on many different domains, um, you know, one, two, and three off from sociology and various forms of psychology, group psychology, individual psychology, organizational psychology, 
And we all have read many of the foundational authors and, and thinkers in this space, right? And what we're doing is we're working in organizations, but are we actually, <clears throat> are we majoring in the minors? Are we actually uh, inefficiently using our time uh, given the context of uh, human reality right now uh, across the world? So, in my view, the, 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 the human social systems are approaching chaos. Almost everything that we've come to know, trust, uh, institutionally is breaking down. And we're seeing things like uh, chaos in, in, in France. We're seeing things like, uh, you know, the whole uh, pandemic of mandate during the uh, COVID epidemic. We're seeing um, a kind of bankrupting of most of the uh, major Western nations as yeah. uh, they fund forever wars. And, and I could just go on and on with a litany of things that are going on in the world. So the real question is, are we wasting our time in organizations? Do we have more important work to do? And I think the answer to that is a yes, right? Yeah. So if, we, if we frame the whole thing, it's a titanic epic battle between the forces of centralization and decentralization yep. of, of, of decisions that affect multiple people, right? So me, I'm, I'm sitting in my office right now. I'm deciding to be here. It affects no one but me. But the reality is the real decisions are the ones that affect other people. Those are the most important. So we're so seeing a battle and a tension in the front of the world between <clears throat> the forces that want to centralize the violence and the, the uh, forces, which is actually one of the great forces in the universe, because the whole universe is self -mortal. So this is what's actually playing out. is driving it. We're approaching the chaos. Yeah. What are we doing? Right, I'm just watching because some people say in the chat that uh, they air you with some kind of scramble on my side and hold the that. feedback. Yeah, okay. yeah. Well, I think I know what that is. Let me uh, hold on just a minute. Ah, the okay. So no, no worry, guys. We're we're gonna fix this. That's probably a little better. Like, let's oh yes, yes. Even on my uh, dashboard now, it's a lot pitching better. Thank you, Daniel. So, guys, we fix it, you see? We, okay. we listen to you and we fix it. So, yeah, very interesting because that's go back to one of the time that you came to the show with other people talking about this imposition that, of course, it was about this uh, business agility or governance within organization. But I really uh, appreciate the post that uh, it was our friend Ryan, who, because I'm not on social media anymore, I don't, I try to. You know. To concentrate on more proposed value, and so uh, until I could tune my behavior and be uh, a lot more loving and to responding to comment. But nevertheless, when he pinged me about uh, oh, there's a great post from uh, Danielle that on the old Open Leadership Network, and I read it and I said exactly, exactly what in the last five six years I try as an individual. Uh, forget about my professional background; it's just as an entrepreneur, as a citizen of. Um, a city first, because my dream, as I said, is 
building a wall of city-states, of the grandiosity of Greek, anti-Greek, or even the Mayan civilization. A lot of people don't know. They just see the big pyramid of Tikal and Chichen Itza, but they don't understand that at the great the golden age of the Mayan civilization, not an empire. The Incas were empire, but not the Mayan. So when you look back at these great civilizations, they strive when it's decentralized, when it's city-states, independent, and autonomous. So since my 16 years old, I dream of that self-management as a governance, not participative democracy or what have you in sociology and politics. It's not about politics. It's about the taking a stance for your city and collaboration with others and with your strength and your stuff. So for me, it's always been my mindset since I grew up. And in the professional world, that's what I tried to do. And even when I was younger, I thought the union were there to help us <laughs> doing the self-manage, you know, uh, or doing this kind of what we could call industrial democracy. So I tried those things when I was evolving and stuff. And then, of course, I've been uh, catched by engineer to do Scrum and and did da -di -da -da. And I, I was hoping since 2001 that this agile values and principle, if we could turn them into patterns, will help. Uh, decentralized decision and give decision to very high skilled people with the development of technology and everything and that we could transfer it to the entire businesses. And then from the businesses, as our friend Michael Orman often talks sometimes, taking this open space into the civil and governance to create real community. I don't know. So, so I think we are there because if you talk about chaos and uh, I don't watch the news, not even the alternative news lately, I've got conversation with people. So this is how I know I'm, I'm, of course, I'm aware of what's going on in the world, but I don't want to watch it to be programmed by either side. And I try to concentrate on those initiatives and those solutions. And maybe you and I, we could work on something and with some other people, you know, and that kind of mindset, because, uh, because I believe then, as I mentioned, I don't know what you thought on this because uh, you're a little bit older than me. But for me, since since Gorbachev signed off the uh, Soviet Union on December 26, 1991, my perspective and my kind of background of analysis is, my hypothesis is the collapse started there. And ever since like Europe with its council become the European Union, more centralized, the central bank of Europe, and now you see it like what's happening in Germany and France, particularly like they, they lost their sovereignty. They lost their autonomy. They lost their, so it's in the United States. I don't know because I don't want to as a non-American, but I see it from everywhere in the uh, Western countries. It seems to be centralized, centralized. And, and if we do like the Greek and the Mayan, they collapse because of that, among other things, there were other things, but, one of the main reasons, according to my friend anthropologist and Belize, the Mayan fell because they start regrouping the cities and have one center of decision instead of multiple center of decision. So, is it Washington or Guilford that should lead Connecticut, for instance? I don't know. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so really the first step is to define what is the problem space. Right. And the problem space has to do with what is the model of governance, specifically how are decisions made? Okay. So technology is responsible for the acceleration of 
centralized, top-down, worldwide governance. For the first hmm. time in human history, power can be projected out to the nether, you know, to the hills, to the mountains, to the valleys. Everywhere, everyone can be surveilled. So, for example, 500 years ago, if the king said, no one can have more than 500 sheep and goats in the aggregate. 500 animals is all any one person can have. That's the law. Well, out in the hinterland, uh, people would just not respect the law because mm -hmm. it couldn't be enforced. But now... That's that exactly why I escaped in Mexico during the pandemic. Because they had that, no means to apply it as much as they do here. Sorry about that. I'm just right, no yeah. problem. So there's a book called Surveillance Capitalism uh, by hmm. named Susanna uh, Zuboff, and uh, she writes about the instrumentarians, where in the Internet of Things, the people are the things. Yeah. Yeah, and that. Um, in this, in my opinion, is driving a surveillance form of government. So this is what's driving centralization, and it's also driving decentralization. <clears throat> so you have this battle between how technology is being going to be used, be used for decentralized purposes or centralized purposes, and mm -hmm. power always seeks to centralize. So this is the first use of technology is let's consolidate power. One way or the other. Through war, through government, through sanctions, through war. And, and if I may, uh, in, in a network of uh, venture capitalism and people who try to make fiscal decisions for uh, entrepreneurs, I heard uh, in the last uh, kind of conference we had together in Mexico City that right now, when you're talking about centralization, decentralization, and use of technology to control and surveil, uh, they came up with now on the financial side, the central bank or the financing of project and everything. They are so broke. The central bank are broke, whether it's the Fed in the United States, the ECB in Europe and everything. So now that's why they put up front all of these IoT or all of these like technology that is becoming more and more centralized. It's, it's even like beyond power. I think Daniel, it's they, they are so scared of losing what they have, including probably the power. So now they, they put mechanism in place to control us even more. So that's why they need that technological surveillance because it's, it's more than reinforcing the law. I think, you know, because when they see they're broke, that's why they call for a reset. You know, it's like rigging the game even further, further than they did since probably, I don't know, the, since the, after the World War II with Brenton Woods uh, agreement and stuff like this. I, so, so you know, it's uh, maybe I, I know I piss off people with my sense of history or my, my connection to, to the past as I try to be in the right ear right now, but Wait. we have to, we Wait. have to understand. You piss people off? Yeah, some people uh, wrote me that not now, but sometimes that I apparently, oh, you're still living in the past. Brenton Woods and World War II is a thing of the past, and Gorbachev is a thing of the past. But yes, but these are stepping stone that could help us predict the trend that's coming up for us too, because it's an evolution of their planning or whatever central you, planning. So yeah, you piss people off. That's shocking to me. Absolutely shocking. Okay, so you know one of the one of the tensions that's in the world right now in our world. 
is uh, we have a, a lot of people uh, in the organizational development space who who espouse an open philosophy. Oh. Open, open meaning, you know, decentralization of decision-making, autonomy, and so on. Yet many of the same people support the centralization of decision-making on the political stage. Yeah. So there's a fundamentally, there's, there's a big uh, disconnect there. Uh, you can't have it both ways, right? No. So there's this. There's also the, the wider issue of mandate as, as uh, civilization's policy. You no longer decide. In fact, you might be a bad person or some other kind of bad actor if you don't comply. Yeah, compliance again. And making it by the community. They don't even need to reinforce it because they they make this, I don't know if it's the proper word, but the way I f receive it, it's like the ostracization of anyone who will think differently, who will try to be an individual that wants to be strong to collaborate to a strong community. For me, it's like, it's no chicken and eggs or eggs of chicken. It's, right. Individually speaking, we should have rights and responsibilities and with our skills, share it with the community, not the way around where... It's only one mindset, one size fits all that came into play. And when you talked about uh, our fellow colleagues who work in the sphere and the field of helping organization being more uh, open and stuff, yes. How could you have an organization or a corporation in most of our countries? It's a moral person also. It's an individual, right? Legally speaking. So even if you and I uh, individually or these corporations are Oh, yes, very open space or with psychological safety or what you call the open philosophy. They are still imposed by the other door with ESG, for instance, or DEI and stuff like this. So yeah. this is a one way thinking of, you know, so they, it's for me, I don't understand those OCM people. And for those who don't know OCM, it's organization change manager or whatever they call themselves because they have good intention. I think I believe most of them. But they are complying to other stuff where it's centralized and not nothing to do with their culture or their organization. Right. What do you think? Well, well, I think it's important for um, listeners to understand that um, we're, we're, we're nibbling around the edges around um, what have become divisive topics uh, in the domain of, of politics. And if we're going to discuss any of this stuff, and we should, Because it's important, then the discourse has to be civil, yeah. and I have to be willing to hear your point of view and to consider what you have to say and not be shutting down. So I have a prediction for everyone, a scary prediction, and here's what it is: it, it's actually happening already. It's not a prediction. I'm actually just reporting something, and that is that uh, the use of artificial intelligence, uh, a primary use of it right now, is the manufacturing of Uh, group consent, group opinion, group psychology. So we're all being um, hijacked by extremely advanced forms of propaganda. Yep. And the battle is for uh, centralization versus decentralization of decisions. In other words, the central body or the individual. Now we know from the 
The centralization of decision making is a disaster during times of chaos or human crisis. So in the end, decentralization wins because that's the nature of reality under chaos. So we're right at the of chaos now. And a lot of us are listening to that got triggered by some of the things that I've some of the things that Alex said. Have to understand you're being triggered because you've been conditioned by AI driven propaganda. Yep. And what I said before is really true. How about a little more love? How about a little less hate? Yep. For, hate is for hit. This is why I choose in the background that poster that I love so much that Elizabeth Marinari, my artistic di director for my marketing group, but nevertheless. I love it when she purchased those at Unsplash. Because you see, you could you could say, oh, this is coaching. They said, no, 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 no. It's more than that. It's those self-organized community that could help another community and or the chasme, you know, they could see as a chasme. How do we welcome and really include people into a group or a team or a community? So that's why I choose this to show that even if this segment is called Agile Wars, but Agile Wars in the sense of information wars, not in terms of doing wars, but we have to say it out loud that, I don't know who says that again, uh, if you want peace, you have to prepare for war. Uh, I don't know if it's this Chinese uh, guy of the love, whatever. I'm not, I don't want to quote like these things. Like I'm a bit tired today, Daniel, but for me, I believe that the manufacturing constant that we experienced before, you know, it's on steroid right now. And th people don't even realize that. Uh, when you go to, to a lunch break and you hear people talk about stuff and I'm more often like, and I do an intermittent fasting anyway. So I try to skip those kind of social gathering of, because it's, I mean, they, they just talk the same record, the same tape. The same chat GPT answer, the same what have you. So it's as you said. So, uh, so I wonder sometimes if those people who call themselves, including myself, sometimes, but I don't know, doing for the show, are we really divergent or we are just thinking straight? <laughs> and is the other who have uh, kind of uh, melted uh, thinking, foggy thinking? They lost their organic individuality. I don't know. But there's also there's one other tension in the world, and here's what it is. On the one hand, we have an increasingly social world where social psychology and sociology are actually um, more important now than ever. Yeah. And and there and on the other hand, we're building what we might call a machine culture, which is uh, uh, a By machines. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. So this is actually. Hold on. So I don't know if we we've been censored because that's why I'm going to move all my eggs into Rumble. It's every time we talk about decentralization on this channel, a technical glitch happened. So now I don't know because my bandwidth it's. Yeah, do it again, please. Here, let me say it again. Let me say it again. On the one hand, there's sociology and um, the advancement in in uh, understanding of group psychology, social psychology, etc. On the other hand, we're all being incented through what we might call perverse incentives to support and build and grow a machine state where we are 
cog, we are cogs in a machine that's unstoppable because of the exponential nature of technology. And where this all comes together is uh, AI-driven, highly sophisticated propaganda that works to divide us and, and in so doing conquer you know, human agency. Yeah, human agency, I like that because uh, you're the one I think I heard the most to express this, to expose us to this human agency. And I think we need this more human agency, not against artificial intelligence, but for something else that we could build upon. Because right. that was exactly what I did in French with my colleague from Lyon, France, about the neurodiversity in enterprise. Uh Diversity, there's the word division into it, right? right? You have to be really careful about this. That's why I prefer cosmopolitanism over multiculturalism or blah, 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 all that kind of thing. Because cosmos, the Greek roots, correct me guys if I'm wrong, but it's about assem an assemble, like people together in, in a circle of thing. And so this, these mindset have to be in place for us to, to create a, a better discourse. And what I don't like is that's why I think like most of the people on my third initiative of technology, it's more than the open source code or decentralized way of managing like uh, the interaction with the technology and the human. It's also this organic is, is the technology is there to serve us and to enhance us as a human being. And not the other way around. Not use, you know. So that's the, that, that's their mindset of of creating um, even like some kind of application for 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 us to help us uh, be a better version of ourselves, but not becoming like more like uh, uh, top down or bottom up. It's not the question here. It's more like about like you know, give us a nonsense of how we interact with each other uh, because you know. I remember like. Um, Just before those fake book and stuff like this, like early 2000, remember? We start having more means of communication. There were the paget, there were the cell phone, there were the telephone, there were the emails. So we have a lot of technology to communicate, but the communication, socially speaking, or the interaction between us, diluted and diluted and diluted. And as you mentioned, it's just like, that's probably why we don't have any more discourse today. Because people are so isolated. That's another thing that this uh, coup d'etat of March 13, 2020 with the pandemic did. Stay at home, isolate yourself, no contact, no nothing. So that was also a programming of ourselves to to be more more like trapped into. So how this how does the open patterns could help us think or rethink the way we, we do think like and beyond organization design. Do you I see think, a, I think it goes back to what your your refer your reference to the uh, um, the city states of Greece. So for example, if you look at like the Dunbar number, right? The Dunbar number, you know, 150 people, that's a hunter gatherer number, the, the tribe or a small clan. Um, however In the United States, we have townships, right? And townships have up to 50, 60,000 people in them, and they're able to govern themselves within the wider containing body of a, of a state, right? And then the state is part of this wider federal body. Hmm. So this whole idea of uh, 
city-states makes sense to me because uh, you can have a democratic type of decision-making at lower levels of scope, like the level of a town. So towns in the United States, they have mayors, they have first selectmen, they have, they have uh, town councils, they have town halls, town meetings, and so forth. And that, that works very well. But, you know, um, it doesn't scale. Because as Franklin said, democracy is two wolves in a land discussing what's for dinner. Yeah. Yeah. So, the chicken the chicken or the pigs. <laughs> right. The, the uh, democratic model uh, is a simple majority mob rule and, and is completely um, silent about the relative merit of the people involved in the decisions. In other words, the aristocracy, the best mm. and the greatest people, right? So there has to be this attention between federalization and democ and democracy, right? But you, 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 it's not one or the other, it's one and the other. And the question is, what's the right level of tension? So my current belief is that city-states can scale to millions of people. And the interface between city-states can be protocol. Protocol. Protocol based on what kind of decision-making, though? Well, Because the protocol, is it, is it, for me, it's an effect of maybe a decision of already taken by the community, no? Well, the issue, is the issue is coordination. So, for example, if you look at uh, uh, mm. the, uh, the environment, if, if all city-states agree not to pollute the environment, but one breaks the, the agreement, uh, they get a short-term uh, advantage. Uh, as they as they lower their costs because they don't have to cart their, their their garbage away and put it somewhere else at some cost, they just dump it in the river. So clearly, that's that's not going to work at scale. So there has to be some coordination of of incentives. Yep. So there has to be some centralization for purposes of coordination. Right. So we in, we, in the, we in the world of organizational change and organizational development work, work these things at, in, in, a, in a micro scale. We actually have the goods. We've actually used organizations as a laboratory. So That's we, right. We actually have, we have some but, of the solutions. But how, how much the... Um If I take one of the um, the pattern, the common cultural knowledge generation, for instance, how much that could be scaled into a civil governance? Because how much do we achieve the application of those patterns within the organization? Right. Because so maybe it's, it's represented what right now? Because lately, just to give you a, a real life type of thing, I'm, I'm, I'm discussing with a lot of prospect for new business this fall and they are all different culture organizational they say and everything but they seem to have the same kind of mo governance model which is this old alpha uh, uh, kind of organization you know top down and oh yes we're going to give some voice to the workers and da, 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 and they lip service people but At the core, they, they say they want to be this, they want to do this, they want to try the empirical system for that and that. But it's always, always becoming to the mode of production, not the mode of governance. 
See what I mean? So they they don't. What I say is in the design of the organization, they r- rarely talk about how could we apply those principles or those patterns to the entire organization. And I'm talking about even medium and large organizations. So now to the question of in front of chaos, decentralization could do better. Yes. And and some a near example of the garbage management, maybe s- some city state will have to agree together to a central management of it or depending of I, I don't know. These is these are like real life type of discussion that people should have and to take decision. But the principle behind it, how, how does what we did in organization is really proven workable and scalable? Because why. I don't. Here's why. Because here's how, here's how it works. If it works small, it might work big, whatever the technique is. Yeah. use of scrum. But if it doesn't work small, then it will probably never, ever work big. Hmm. But in my experience is if you have a team working on something specifically. I remember this uh, marketing agency I work in New York for. Okay. They needed to have team that were focused on certain deliverable and they didn't care about the rest of the organization at some point mm-hmm. because they allowed themselves to, to be innovative. The, the R&D and what they were doing was so much important that they have to be a part of the other team and the other department. So for me, this is probably one of my experience where I really saw the, I think what you call the clarity of authorization and decision rights for that team and right. the owner of that product line. Let's call it like this because I don't want to reveal uh, these organizations now. So, and, and, and so they achieve to deliver new product and new solution from the agency faster than the other that they were working into the alpha mode. Mm-hmm. If you see what I mean. So, man, to your question, it work at a small level of these two line of product and solution, but could we scale it to the other part of the enterprise? The answer is no, because there were the context that was also the, the means and the outcome base that they were looking for. So, which means that if another team would like to take the lessons learned or the takeaway of those teams, they will have to completely adapt it or to reset it to their context or to their product goal or solution goals. You see what I mean? Yeah. So, and I think we could apply the same thing into uh, society. What's good for Vermont, not necessarily good for New Hampshire, even if they're part of a regroupment of, I think we call New England. I don't know. If it's the case or the, or the Southwest of the United States, uh, should regroup on that question, like the water management, for instance, because I live in California for <laughs> some years. And I mean, they depend on Colorado to supply their fresh water. Am I right. correct? Okay. Right. And I remember because one of my uncle was working for the Bay James here in Quebec for the hydroelectricity project. And he told me that back in, this is back in the 1960s when Quebec, 
start, you know, evolve and becoming something. And when they, they build the dam in Bay James, they already build pipes to supply water to the Colorado Nam. And I kid you not, he was an engineer working for Hydro-Québec. And back in the 1960s, they already kind of planned because it was a New York uh, financeman that were giving money to the Quebec government to build those dams and everything. So they said, like, oh, let's have an incentive that at some point we know that we're going to miss water. And not only you will produce electricity with that, but you'll be ready to suck up fresh water and push it into the Midwest and to Colorado. Have you ever heard of that story? No. No, but it's it's from my, yeah. I, I don't know if we could find proof of this, but I know that they were like preparing the infrastructure some 50 years ago to make it happen. Now, I don't know how much it is there now. I don't know how much the uh, water management, but I'm telling you this because let's say that you have decentralized city-states and that region. Uh, but now even the infrastructure of our region, our countries, our states are made to create this interdependence and, instead of independence. Well, you know, so, in, in New England, we have the Council of Regional Governments. And these are uh, regions that they, they cross uh, state lines and they have common interests that they work on together to solve coordination mm. problems around uh, areas of mutual concern. So, you know, this is this is the proper way to do it, to factor the things that are common and to leave the rest alone. Leave it to the states, leave it to the city states, leave it to the independent 50 to 60,000 person units of, of, of organization and then send delegates to essentially become Congress about common things. Yeah, yeah. I did, I did order because I have a manuscript of a kind of a, a dream country that I have with these kind of, you know, self, small scales, local community, but that they needed at least to network with other level, other layer. And uh, of course, there were some regroupment and, and stuff. But, um, and I know like some lately on the Freedom Cells Network, there's a great cells in Costa Rica right now. Uh, their first thing after they buy the land, to buy the land, they were making sure that they could have access to fresh water. You see? Because the meaning is also of these movement of freedom cells is to be autonomous. Doesn't mean to be secular or not to help each other if the neighbor community needs something and vice versa. Um, but they say like the, 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 the first principle is we build a community for the, all the materialistic needs. We need to be self-sufficient first. And then after we'll do some commerce. It's like the pioneer, you know, like these uh, scaling and history, like you have the pioneer that they could do whatever they discover a land, let's say, and they defresh it like, you know, those. And then after when they settle enough and they have enough, now you could start trading. So the trading will be something that should be also decentralized instead of centralized. And now this is where probably the model of governance could make some associations on this and that. But do we need to create a union for that or a federation? I mentioned that some of those thinkers says like it should be ultra federalism, which means that no one should depend on another. We should just collaborate and in time of needs and making sure that we help each other naturally. There's no well, needs to put the rules, regulation or, or amendment or status about it. We should 
just know it. If somebody needs help, let's help him or her. Sounds good. Listen, I have just a few more minutes to go. Yeah, me too. Me too. But do you want do you want to add something? Because uh, I was supposed to to read parts of your post uh, to the people here, but I didn't have time to do this, and I prefer to jump in the conversation with you. But because when I read it, I felt as an individual invited to propose something. Okay, and to to go beyond what we do professionally, and I think one of the questions with uh, our colleague Rob Englund was to open the discussion about the various work taboo, basic stuff that we cannot talk, including sociology, politics, philosophy, and stuff like that. But I miss that uh, that part because well, you were referring. Yeah, yeah, there's two things. First of all, there's a clear and present danger to, uh, you know, not just Western civilization, but all of civilization right now. Yeah. I mean, you look at what's going on, the forever wars, the chaos in some of the Western countries. The insane level of spending uh, by the Western Western powers on, on forever wars, uh, the whole pandemic thing, um, and the mandates, and the demonization of people who were exercising their their yeah. uh, their agency was was actually shocking to me. And 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 I have to add the the climate change punitive ecology yeah. instead of loving right. loving reutilization and right to repair. Right. So in the name of love, we're hating people. Yeah. Okay. So. So, so I'm interested in getting beyond the usual divisions and having meaningful civil discourse with other uh, concerned people about things that matter. That's what I'm into. That's what my post was about. And I, I hope that you'll consider uh, joining me in this respect. And, and let's, let's have some of these conversations at the Open Leadership Network. And I hope you'll tell your people a little bit about how to join. And yep. uh, Maybe we'll move around the the uh, the uh, the mission and the vision of the OLN to extend beyond mere training and organizational development and to actually actually advance civil discourse in uh, service to progress. Progress, and I just have an image listening to you and understanding what you are saying, not just listening. That uh, that could be become a lighthouse of sort into yeah, the bank. We're not going to get there by uh, bashing each other in the head. Uh, yeah, philosophically, we're, we'll get there through civil discourse. Let's have that conversation. Yeah, and we have to do what's right. That start by this, a more open conversation. Well, and if you talk about morality, you're actually. Um, <laughs> the problem with that is that it's adjacent to religion. Okay? Uh, yeah. so got religion, then morality, then ethics. Nobody wants to talk about uh, morality too close to religion. Nobody wants to talk about ethics too close to morality. Okay? So, so here's what we're left with. Values. People will talk about values. Yeah, but then again, values is, you could have values and principle if you're not able to activate them into common sense pattern. What good are values and principle? And by the way, it's a value system will be the same as a religious system. So they, they trap. Oh, it's a mind trap. Oh, but it's, <laughs> but it's three off. It's three off from religion. It goes values, ethics, morality, and then religion. So if we, if we discuss values, we can bring in the most people. 
Yes, I understand. But among that discussion, I mean, we could have the same effect at some point. You know, back 20 years ago, uh, when I was a fervent, like a scrum advocate, scrum for everything and blah, blah, blah. They were telling me that I was part of a church. <laughs> you know, those, remember in, on LinkedIn back in the day, those evangelists? I think there's still some people call themselves evangelists. So that's funny. They don't want to talk about ethic, morality and stuff, but they call themselves, instead of agile coach, they call themselves well, DevOps evangelists. And yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Use, they use religious terminology about this kind of movement. Huh? This, you got to re- realize though, um, Alex, that was generated by tech. Microsoft yes. had Microsoft had evangelists and they read books on evangelism and, and secularized the, 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 the evangelism, which came out of the, you know, uh, the growth of Christianity. Right. Um, mm. It's been secularized to a general kind of evangelism for products and tools. Yeah. No, but I'm just doing the devil's advocate about like uh, the terminology or the semantic of the words I'm I'm a, right. I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a sucker for this speaking 3.5 language and it's all different and all language and everything and sometimes a word is not just a translation Daniel that some word don't have the same weight in different language because language is also a culture it's also a mindset right. it's also a value based systems right. anyways I think you have to go yeah. and me too so thank you very much for jumping into this Yep. This opening is just a start. As I said, I'm going to be off Greta for the rest of the summer. So Elizabeth will push some replay. Probably the decision rights we did a year ago. So we'll, we'll be part of a replay because people love you and my Dare Real Agile podcast. They say they do more better jogging with you and their, uh, and their earphone when they uh, listen to the audio podcast of this uh, episode. And, um, but uh, I know we had a, a request from, from Juliana Caminari to do something about uh, your group, actually. What was this again? The issue with agile values. No, it's not that one. Anyways, I don't have it in my notes, but I know they, they want me to do a show to explain better uh, the open leadership. Oops. Sorry about that. What is it? Okay. Um, yeah. So, so maybe you or someone else of the network of the institution could come and join, join me to help me explain it better. Then let's do that. Let's do that. So, because I was a ask from Juliana, uh, she's in Italy and she's, uh, following their real agile podcast and she's very interested into these, uh, she called it innovative mindset. Very nice. All Thank right, you, Daniel. Thank you, Alex. Until we meet again. Until we meet again. Maybe soon. Yep. Somewhere in the coast. Take care. Have a great Bye. weekend. Bye for now. Bye. So, all right, guys, I think uh, on this July 7, uh, 2023, uh, I think that was great. So tell me in the comment below what you think about it. And now I'm going to go really quick in the chat. For, of course, at this time, uh, I see there's a couple of people. Hello, Greg. Hello, Angela. Hello, Ryan. Ryan probably left because I know this. So let's put some, uh, uh, yeah, maybe I, could I remove this here? Live. I don't know if it's work. I'm experimental right now. So Ryan, I've let a lot to say. So let's close the show with that. Um, so he says open pattern and service of what? That was the question that we tried to answer, like from the open leadership network all the way up and do a civil discourse and civil governance. Number two, Ryan telling us, with respect to open patterns, one of the things that must be addressed is 
or change within the current containing context of. I think Daniel um, opened it up today uh, with his explanation. The third point of Ryan was the socio-political world at large with is highly complex, unstable, and approaching chaos. We talked about it too. So I think we in sync about it. And hopefully we start answering, start proposing values and solutions about it, Danielle and I and all the group. And Ryan, again, number four, says our discussion of change management and organization is taking place nested within an alarming context of these wide world change taking place. Yes, but on that, I agree with you, but I'm more solution-based and outcome-based. And one of the reasons I'm going to grid off and recenter myself, it's, it's about that. It's about not being uh, modulated or programmed, I don't know if it's the proper word, from all of this um, What's happening? Yes, there's wildfire. Yes, there's climate change. Yes, there's war in Ukraine. But what about the other wars that we don't talk about, unfortunately? What about the human suffering all around? So if we start having compassion for everything that goes in the world of eight, almost nine billion people and in a cosmos ever changing, we're going to be sick, depressed and on the verge of nihilism. So I think we should focus our effort on what could we solve at our level, small scale first, and what could be shared in another level? And I think Daniel and I, we try to, to see it from organization level and to a community level, like the water management system. Uh, just to close on that, how could a state, the most populous states of the United States of America, the empire of this world right now, is dependent, is 40 million people are dependent on a neighbor state for his freshwater supply, or most of it, okay? So this is a big, big question about self-organizing, small-scale local community. And some of my friends in my network of freedom cells, they buy a nice land, they're going to build a community in Costa Rica, but they find two, um, oh my God, I'm sorry, I missed my word today. Ryan, if you're there, could you help me? It's uh, uh, it's not a down, it's a... Uh, where they could extract fresh water from the ground. Ah, man, even in French, I don't know the word. I'm sorry about it. I really need this day off. So this is the um, geese, geese, geese. Hold on a second. It's, that's bothering me. It's live, you know, guys. So this is, this is, this is the word in French, I suppose. Is it a pit? Now, nah, la- a large hole in the ground, but it's more than a coal mine, a sucking area. Apparently it's a pit. According to my Webster French English, I'm not sure. Pit, is it a pit? Anyways, as Ryan, maybe you're not there anymore. Um, but uh, yeah, so they found um, water source. Let's call it scientifically a water source. So now they will be able to be self-sufficient for a community of about 100 people. They say because they have three pit, three uh, fresh water source, access to the beach also, and they could have some apparatus to uh, reservoir. Yeah, but it's more than that. It's really like the source, the natural source of water beneath the ground. The reservoir, for me, it's after when you preserve it. Anyways, thank you, Ryan. I, I thought you were like uh, busy with personal matter, but I'm glad you're here. And what did you have it for? 
Let me put it on the screen for everybody to see. And Harold, we're riffing on Rumble. You were riffing on Rumble. You have a you have a channel on Rumble. Send it to me. I'll, I'll subscribe. Their real agile will subscribe to it. I don't know what you're referring to, but anyways, I think that's it, guys. So next Friday. It's La Marseillaise, Prise de la Bastille. C'est la Révolution Française. Uh, next week, yes, we had Independence Day this week, by the way. I forget to say, but maybe that was out of context because it's three days later. But happy Independence Day to all my American followers. Even if you're listening to this uh, past beyond July 7. I think for me, as a decentralizer, I am, I am an independent So Independence Day, it's every day of the of the year, and it's nothing to do about this American empire, but they were the first with the French Revolution, the universalist French Revolution, whatever you think, because I know some friends, they told me, shut up, Alex, don't talk about history, you look old, but I'm old, am I old? I'm young at heart, and I, my grandfather, Henry, used to say, at 20 years old, if you're not progressive and socialist, you don't have a heart, and If at 40 years old, you're not more conservative and business oriented, you don't have a head, but we have to reunite both the head and the art together to make great things happen. And, 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 and let me tell you that, oh, so probably I missed that because I'm not used Rumble. It's independent in my studio. And I didn't have any cue from Anna. So let me go see quickly there. I know I've got most view there, but about the chat. Ah, whoops, whoops, whoops. Sorry about the feedback. Okay. So now, so thank you, Ryan, Mr. Riffing with Ryan to, um, you just give me a lessons learned here, which means that I will have to ask Anna to be on on rumble to follow the chat and that's unfortunate that this is not coming into the um and so i say hello to the seven people watching on rumble thank you very much to join us there and i see i've got two new followers on rumble they real agile thank you so much ladies and gentlemen ajush i pronounce well and it's probably harold um Yes, you're disappointed. You thought there will be a conversation you will participate in. I was supposed to opening the Zoom. I'm sorry about that. But uh, as you could see, and I'm vulnerable in front of you, I'm a bit tired. It's really hot and air quality discussing here in Montreal. So I need to refresh. And with Danielle, we had some kind of technical difficulty. And... Uh, So that's why I didn't open the line. I was, you know, it's continuous planning. So I'm sorry about this. I really hope you'll come back and uh, we could do more and more. We will have people willing to interact. I will also make more effort to uh, actually uh, open it up uh, to different means. And, uh, and this is why I would like to concentrate my effort uh, starting September into Rumble because Rumble provide better tool of interaction, easier tool of interaction. Uh, but also I know that for my French and people in Northern Africa, they don't have access to Rumble because, you know, it's censored there, central planning again. So, uh, so, uh, until next time, 
um, keep it up. And um, maybe in September we'll have like it's four weeks, it's four Fridays. We'll have some Fridays where we just open for 45 minutes uh, the lines uh, for you guys and to be more interactive. This is my goal. This is my uh, podcast vision, but I'm doing it for free. I'm doing it as a volunteer. So any likes, any share, anything to help us uh, break the algorithm of YouTube and um, no, Melan doesn't like Rumble. Nobody likes Rumble, apparently, even the French government, that people in France have to use a VPN. They have to use a VPN um, about this. And um, so that that's for tonight. So Harold, Harold Shinsato, welcome. But um, we're going to develop uh, a better and more uh, fluent interaction uh, and instead of streaming everywhere, I'm going to do like some of my uh, colleagues do in the podcasting sphere, concentrate on one platform. We're going to diffuse in different platform because we'd like to reach out, but we are going to make the interaction into one platform very soon. And this platform should become Rumble to the reach that we done right then. Also, the audio podcast is the most growing one. So thank you very much for listening. Uh, if you like it, give me a like. If you dislike it, give me also a thumbs down, but tell me in the comment below why and what could we do to improve and what could we do also to uh, reach out to uh, more people. And once again, remember who you really are. You are wonderful. You are powerful. You are free to be whoever you want it to be and to do whatever you wanted to do and respect of one another. I'm signing off. See you again with a regular program in September, but every Friday we're going to have replay for the summer. Happy summer, everyone. Love you and live long and prosper. Cheers.